Welcome to the Mindful Mondays podcast, weekly reflections and meditations to start your week right. With your host, author, meditator and founder of Mind, Body and Spirit Entrepreneur, Rachel Thompson. Good morning, meditators, and welcome back to the Mindful Mondays podcast. I hope that you're having a wonderful Monday so far, or Tuesday or Wednesday, or whenever you're listening to this. If you're just tuning in, we are on our third week of February, and we are talking about love. So in week one, we talked about loving yourself, and in week two, we talked about exchanging love with other people, being able to both give and receive. Today, we are going to address finding love in everything you do and how this will help you find something that you love to do. And like with most episodes, I'm going to start with a quote from Arthur Rubinstein. And he says, I have found if you love life, life will love you back. And that's really going to be the theme is finding that love for life and allowing life to love you back. Many of us struggle with unfulfilling jobs and careers that feel like a wrong fit, and just generally feeling stuck in our lives between having to go to work to pay the bills and having a mortgage and all these responsibilities and expectations and feeling like we're being pulled in a thousand different directions, and it can be very difficult to focus on love. It can feel like a constant uphill battle of expectations and grinding and wanting more balance, but not seeing how that balance is even possible. And like I just mentioned, we've been talking all month about staying in a loving state, but how can we possibly stay in a loving state when we are forced to do things that we dislike or even hate some of the time? Or for many of us, a lot of our time is spent in these activities that we don't like. And admittedly, this can seem impossible, or at least very, very hard. But if you can learn to come from a place of love, even when it seems impossible, you'll be able to see the beauty in this chaotic world. And that is a beautiful gift to give yourself. So I want to give you a few practical steps to start allowing yourself to live a life you love even when it is hard. Now, I'm really going to focus heavily on working jobs that maybe we don't like and finding a job or a life purpose during this episode, but take these lessons as they apply to you in whatever circumstance that you might be struggling to find love in the moment. You know, when we have jobs or circumstances that bring us down, it can be easy to allow one part of our lives to affect everything else. So let's say you have a terrible boss and this makes your work days full of stress and just irritation and anxiety and frustration. This one person, your boss, this one individual can ruin a job that otherwise wouldn't really be so bad or a job that you might even kind of like if it wasn't for this person. This one person can put you in a terrible mood. And when you go home, you're not even able to enjoy the company of the people who love and care about you the most. 
This one person can ruin every Sunday because you're so filled with angst about having to go into work the following day, you can't enjoy anything. Now, when you look at the bigger, broader picture, it is just one person. Yes, this person might have a lot of power over our jobs and our salaries and work hours and job satisfaction, but we do not have to let this person affect every aspect of our happiness. And this is just one example, but many of us have stressful or unfulfilling jobs for one reason or another. So it might not be a bad boss, but perhaps we're not making the money that we want. And this trickles over into everything. You know, we're not able to afford vacations and we struggle to pay the bills and we're stressing over money every single month and we see our savings dwindling. Or maybe we're struggling to give our families the life that we think they deserve. Or perhaps it's simply a career that maybe pays fine, but is unfulfilling. We know how to do the work, but we're not passionate about that work. And our needs are not being met by this work. So essentially, we spend 40, 45, 50 plus hours a week doing something we just don't enjoy. Being in any situation that does not fulfill us 100% can be really rough. It can make us feel unworthy. It can make us feel like we're not as good as other people. It can cause anger. It can make us feel resentful. The list of negative emotions goes on and on and on. And what we do is we hold on to these feelings, these negative emotions, because in certain situations, our negative feelings are the only control we believe we have. Back to the boss example, you might hate your boss, but you know that unless something really drastic happens, she or he is not going anywhere. So you have to continue to put up with this person as long as you have that job. You have no control over how long your boss is going to be working there. You also have no control over how your boss acts, but you do have control over how you feel towards them. And feeling hate or anger makes us feel like we have control. It can seem impossible not to feel this way sometimes, but the more anger we hold and the more we allow this anger to affect other aspects of our jobs and our lives, the less control we actually have. And this is because we give our power away. We give our power to this person. We give our power to our negative thoughts. We allow these negative emotions to dictate how happy we are outside of work, the fulfillment we have doing things that we actually do enjoy in our jobs, how we act towards people. This can be people in our lives, strangers. If you hate your job, how do you treat the people that you're getting lunch from during the workday? You might not be as happy-go-lucky as you naturally are because you're carrying all that negativity with you. So that can affect people you don't even know. You know, perhaps you're short or snippy with somebody who's making your lunch for you, and then that negatively affects their day. Or perhaps you're short and snippy with your spouse when you get home, and then they are in a negative mood the rest of the day. It can be such a ripple effect. And it's all because we give that one person control over how we feel about ourselves, how we feel about our world, We give them control over our joy, our confidence, and our satisfaction in life. 
and I'm not saying that we mean to do this. It's something that happens so naturally for a lot of us. Because like I said, our egos will tell us that feeling that anger gives us power. And I'm not at all taking away anybody's frustration, anybody's pain, or saying that you shouldn't feel a certain way. I'm not saying that it's easy to deal with frustrating or even infuriating situations, circumstances, or people. I'm definitely not saying to just be happy and say, "Mm, whatever happens is okay. I'm cool with it. I'm just going to stay with love for now. All I'm encouraging you to do is shift from a focus of negativity to one of love not towards the source of your frustration though. Now, if you can truly come from a heart-centered space and feel love for people and situations that frustrate you, that is an incredibly empowering and freeing place to be. But in reality, most of us, we're just not there. And that's okay. You have to know where you are. So you definitely want to be careful telling yourself that you love someone or sending love to someone or something that you dislike. Because what this is going to do in a lot of cases is just cause your negative feelings to be pushed deep down inside. And eventually they're going to manifest in some sort of unhealthy matter or they're going to turn into pretty unproductive defense mechanisms. So instead of just saying, oh, I love everybody, everything's okay, say this is a messed up situation. I'm not happy with it. I'm not happy about what is going on right now. I deserve more. I deserve to be treated better. And we are going to address finding better opportunities in the second part of this podcast, so stay tuned. But say these things to yourself. Recognize how you're actually feeling. Allow yourself to feel them without trying to justify or repress or sugarcoat anything. And with this recognition, also say... Even with this unfortunate situation, I take back my control and I choose to focus on love. And when you say that, think of people in your life who you love or focus on aspects of your work that you do enjoy. Be appreciative of your amazing coworker who makes you laugh every single day and you really do look forward to seeing them. Put all of your energy into love. Put all of your energy into things that actually deserve your energy. And this will help you take back your power. And I know that it's really easy for me to sit behind a microphone and just tell you to do this. Because certain situations are just very hard. And it can be very, very difficult to do this if we are jaded by years and years of frustration and anger and unfulfillment. So if we're used to allowing these negative aspects of our lives or our jobs to distort our perception a bit, the way that we view the loving aspects of our lives can become jaded as well. It can become really easy to go into a tailspin of negativity whenever we're trying to search for love. We might think something like, I hate my job, and we might search for love after we have that thought. But then other thoughts come in, like, obviously, I'm not as good as my friends. I love my friends, but I'm not as good as them because they have better jobs than me. Well, you know, I do love my husband or my wife, but we have some issues, and I'm sure everyone has a better relationship than me as well. They have better jobs. They make more money. They have better relationships. My wife doesn't even appreciate what I do most of the time, and I really do love my kids, and I know my kids love me, but you know what? 
I'm not going to be able to pay for their college, so they're just going to end up resenting me anyway. You know, I do really love my dog, and he always loves me, but he crapped on the carpet this morning. That was lovely. I had to pick that up. Not even man's best friend will give me a break. And so you can kind of see how that negative tailspin can really put a veil of darkness and negativity over everything when you're trying to search for that love and that gratitude in your life. And this type of mindset encourages us only to view the negative. If we choose to focus on one aspect of our jobs that we liked, if we choose to focus on what our partners do for us, how they show their appreciation for us that maybe we don't always consciously pay attention to, if we choose to focus on when our children tell us that they love us and the adorable cards that they made for us last Father's Day or Mother's Day, if we choose to focus on how our dog greets us happily every single day that we come home no matter what kind of mood we're in, when we focus on those things, we begin to shift what our reality is, what our perception is of our reality. And we shift it from a reality of frustration with everything to reality of gratitude and appreciation and love. And know that your world is not always going to cooperate with you. I've stated this several times in this podcast. Just because we choose to shift the way that we look at things, to shift our perceptions, to shift how we act and think, doesn't necessarily mean that everybody else is just going to fall in place and everything's going to be easy. But it really doesn't matter what our world chooses to do. What matters is where you choose to put your energy What you choose to focus on, that is what's going to make the difference for you. And many, many times, you will, if you allow it, you will be able to see a difference in your world. People will begin responding to you differently. Do not expect it. Make the decision to change how you perceive things and just let go and let other people do what they're going to do. And observe over the course of the next couple weeks, couple months, over the course of the next year. Just observe. I encourage all of you just to try this out and see how you feel. Put 100% of your energy and your thoughts and your focus on what brings you love. And also allow others to love you and appreciate you. When your children tell you they love you, take that in. When your coworker brings you a cup of coffee, acknowledge that, appreciate that, feel the love from that person to you, even though it's just a cup of coffee. It's still a representation of love they thought about you in that moment. Think of what you were grateful for in each situation. When things bother you today, allow yourself to feel those negative emotions, but try not to harp on them. And not harping on them will make a huge difference. It's going to be the difference between one negative interaction that lasts maybe five minutes and a whole afternoon spent in a downward-pulling, icky, negative energy. So try it for today. See how it feels. See how your ego might react a little bit and will try and suck you back into the negativity. Let it go as it happens and focus on love in that moment. And if you do this every day and you make a conscious decision every morning that you are going to try to live from a space of love and in a space of love, you will begin to be very uncomfortable with negative energy. 
And whenever I say energy, I really mean the feeling and the thoughts. Whenever you're just bombarded with negativity, just imagine how you feel. And maybe you feel it every day so you really understand what I'm talking about. When you're able to shift where you're coming from, that negativity that you might be so used to now does not feel right anymore. And you'll wonder how you ever spent so much time there. But for now, for today, for step one, just focus on adding in love and gratitude where you can, when you can, when you remember. If you feel negative, ask yourself, what can I appreciate? Or what can I love in this moment? Again, we are not taking away any negativity that you had to deal with. We're not saying to brush it under the rug. Acknowledge it, but also take your power back by focusing your energy on something that brings you love and brings you happiness. And when your mind wants to tell you all the reasons that you really should be angry and upset and why you should not think about love or what you appreciate in that moment, like I said, allow those thoughts to pass through without placing any extra stories or any additional emotions on them. Just recognize them and say, you know what? You're right, but I'm gonna let you go right now. And then return your focus to love. I've talked a little bit about energy, but really energetically, what we focus on begins to manifest in our lives. And even if you really don't get into the whole energy thing, Think of this as retraining your subconscious mind, retraining your ego almost. So as you shift your thinking as well as your energy, the world will become a different place because we all just experience the world through our own eyes, through our own perceptions, and through our own interpretations. And once you begin to interpret things from a loving state instead of a negative state, everything becomes so much more beautiful. So just try it out for today. See how it goes for you. If you don't like it, then you haven't really lost much. But I have a feeling that as you add this into your life, you'll really see what I'm talking about and and where I'm coming from. But right now I want to shift gears and talk about how to take actual steps to move forward and to work towards something that you love and towards something that you're passionate about in life. I've heard this so much recently, and I've even written a book about it, so I'll link to that in the show notes. People are wanting to discover their life purpose. They recognize that they are wasting a lot of time in jobs that suck the life out of them, and they want to discover something that does make them happy, something that they're passionate about. But it can be really hard to take those steps towards discovering what that is for you. But remember that we all have the power to find a career or a business or a purpose that makes us happy, that fulfills us. And I do not want this to seem overwhelming because I think that's what stops many of us. People have these desires. They're not happy but they will always choose a known misery over something that's unknown. It can cause a lot of feelings of overwhelm and doubt and fear. But remember this, big dreams are made of baby steps. I think a lot of us hope that we'll just wake up one day and know exactly what our life purpose is and know how we're going to get there. But if we wait for an epiphany like this, then we're probably going to be waiting a long time. There are steps to take 
to find work that we love. And it all starts from within you. So that's going to be the first step. I really want to break this down so it seems less overwhelming and seems more realistic for us all to work towards. Since we are very young, other people place value on us. Parents tell us if we are being good or bad, if we've been good enough to get a reward that we want. Teachers grade us, many times quite subjectively. And coaches tell us when we're working hard enough or if we need to work harder. Our careers tell us how much we deserve to make. Our bosses tell us if we have met, if we didn't meet, or if we exceeded expectations in our yearly or quarterly reviews, and that often determines our raises. Even spouses tell us when we deserve their love or when we deserve anger from them. So we are programmed. We are domesticated to look to others, to look to our world, to determine our worth. If you want to find meaningful, purposeful work, this needs to stop. And that is the first step. Now, in the first episode of this month, we talked about recognizing your worth and fostering a sense of self-love. So if you've not listened to that, that will definitely help with this. Once you know you are worthy, you will no longer need to look for others to see if you are valuable. Very few people in this world are in a rush to value us because everybody is struggling to feel truly worthy within themselves. So know that others in this world are struggling just as we are. Perhaps a boss who constantly puts you down or no matter how hard you work says that you just meet expectations, won't ever give you credit for anything really. This type of boss could actually be threatened by you on some level. And so he's going to put down your work as a defense mechanism to boost his own ego. Or maybe a partner struggles with his or her own worthiness. And any time they feel hurt by something that we do, they have a need to fight back to protect themselves. You hurt me, so I'm going to hurt you and I'm going to make you feel unworthy or not valuable because that's how I feel within myself. In these cases, and in most cases actually, people respond from their own hurt, their own inner egos and defense mechanisms, and it's really not a reflection on us. I want you to remember this. I want us all to remember this and let go of the need for this outside approval. Know your worth. Know your value. And once you do, you will be able to look for a work that matches what your worth is. So that's step one, not necessarily a small step, but nonetheless, before you can look outside of yourself for something that fulfills you, you have to make sure that you are fulfilled within. And once you know your value and you love yourself and you have a sense of inner worthiness, next we want to honestly think what we want to do. What could our life purpose be? Think of things like your strengths and your values and what you're passionate about. Perhaps what you were passionate about as a child, but teachers or parents or somebody from the outside told you that that's probably not a good fit for you. Pondering all of this and being really honest with ourselves can be fun or it can be kind of stressful depending on what your inner dialogue tells you. But you are worthy and being worthy means you deserve to find a fulfilling purpose in life. I want you to keep this in mind, make it a mantra going on in the back of your mind as you contemplate your next steps. 
And remember, everything comes in baby steps. This process can take years for some, and for others, maybe it only takes days. Let go of all expectations, allow yourself to be honest and free, and the answers are going to come to you as you align yourself with love. A great technique that I like to use is journaling, and it's really great to do after you meditate, so perhaps go into a silent meditation or guided meditation with the question of what is my life purpose? What should I be doing? What is work that will fulfill me? And don't try to answer it. Don't allow your ego to come in and try to give you all the answers because it's going to be pulling things from your subconscious, from life experiences, things that probably won't best align with who you are. Ask this question, go into a meditative state, and after you're done with the meditation, immediately journal and just free write. And what I mean by free write, uh, I've also heard it called auto write as well, is you just want to write and not censor yourself and not worry about proper grammar or paragraph structure or not even worry if one sentence goes with the next sentence goes with the next sentence, you're going to write just what's in your head. And do that, I don't know, for a couple days, a week, a couple weeks, and go back and read your journal and see if you can kind of pick up on themes within it. So that's just a little tip if you're really having a problem brainstorming what you really think you want to do, what your purpose is. Now, along these lines, you want to be realistic with yourself. And this is a time to notice if egoic fears and doubts are stopping you, or if your inner knowledge or higher self is saying, hmm, I know this sounds fun, but it's probably not the best idea for you right now. Be gentle with yourself, but be honest. We are not all great at everything. Now, many of us grow up hearing you can be whatever you want to be. But in reality, we're all so different. It's just not the truth. We can't just be whatever we want to be. The world needs our strengths. Recognize what you're good at. And do not go down a path just because you think it's going to bring you success or recognition or it's going to please others in some way or you're really going to show your boss how successful you can be because you found out about this new type of business that can make you millions. I strongly discourage going down that path. For example, I am horrible at dimensions, but I also love to make things look really pretty. So I think it'd be really fun to be an interior designer, but I have such a hard time spatially visualizing how things are going to look. It's probably not the best career field for me. Whenever I go to decorate a new place where I've lived, every time I've gone to decorate a new place where I've lived, I've seriously gone to Target or a home goods store and just picked out a bunch of stuff that I liked and came home and was like, hmm, wonder where we're going to put it not what you want from an interior designer. So I might enjoy it for myself. I might think it's fun. I might like the outcome. I might love watching interior design shows. But honestly, if I pursued a path like that, I would struggle a good bit. And I recognize this. This is not a strength. This is not something that I really want to develop into a strength. I honestly don't know if I could, even if I did put my mind to it. And I'm okay with that. And there's been other things that I've tried in my life. And I've learned hmm, I thought that would have been a good fit. Turns out it wasn't. And that's okay. Lesson learned. I think having that approach 
to discovering your life purpose will make things a little less stressful. You're not going to be putting tons of pressure on yourself and you're not going to get into something that was just a wrong fit. Now, with that being said, I don't want you to let limitations hold you back. There is a difference between an innate limitation, just something you're not that great at or something you don't have a lot of interest in, and a limitation that stems from lack of knowledge. There's information everywhere. So do not allow a lack of knowledge to stop you. You can always learn what you need to know. None of us are born knowing everything. There's not a single business owner out there who was born knowing how to start their business. They had to learn. Some of them learned earlier on in their journey. Some of them learned a lot later in their journey. Nonetheless, we all have to learn. We're all on a journey of learning every day. It is okay not to know how to do something. Learn what you need to learn and move forward. And once you think you have an idea of what your purpose is, what you want to pursue, then take daily steps to get there. And like what I just mentioned, a lot of those daily steps might be just learning the different aspects of a new career path or a new business that you want to start. Now, these do not have to be huge steps as many of our circumstances certainly don't allow for us to take huge steps. But just make sure you do something every day that brings you one step closer to doing something you love, that brings you joy, that brings you fulfillment. And, you know, I mentioned going down a new career path or a business, but this can also be volunteering. It can be a new hobby. Anything that brings love and purpose into your life through your actions and your work. So those are what I have found are the very basic steps to first discovering and then pursuing a life purpose a career or a business or any path that leads to fulfillment. Don't be afraid to try new things. Don't be afraid to fail. Learn lessons along the way. It is a time to play. It is a time to have fun. Live life from a space of love and let negativity, resentment, and frustration behind. So just to recap everything, because I know that kind of touched on a lot during this episode... There was just a lot I wanted to say about this. I hope you found it helpful, but I wanted to recap quickly so that you can remember everything that we just went over. We want to start today by focusing on love. You want to do that now, even if our circumstances are not ideal. We also want to focus on our worthiness. We need to know we are valuable and we need to stop allowing the world and others to place value on us. And then from that space, begin to take some practical steps to search for your purpose. Begin searching for something you love, something you feel passionate about. Be honest and introspective. And remember, meditation helps a lot with that. The guided meditation that goes along with this episode will definitely help if you're looking for a new career or to start a new business. Don't be afraid to apply for jobs that you don't think you're ever going to get or to network or to talk to new people or to actually look into what it would take to start your own business. Be open and remember to do one thing every day that leads you one step closer to finding a purposeful and passionate life and purposeful and passionate work. You deserve so much more 
than to just pay bills and die. You deserve so much more than to be stagnant or complacent or unhappy every day. It is okay to admit that the steps we've taken have gotten us to this point in our life. It is okay to admit that we have brought ourselves to a situation that might be less than ideal. But know you have the power to change this anytime. And remember, as I stated earlier, big dreams are made of baby steps. Please see this process for what it is, a fun and exciting journey. And don't allow your fears and your doubts to take you away from that love and that excitement and pull you down into a world of overwhelm. There's a really cute video, actually, that I saw, and we'll just end with this. I saw it on uh, Facebook, I think, and there's this little mini horse that is on, like, a little baby. It's not even a ledge. It's a step. He just really has to step down. He's in the barn. He has to step down to get to the field, and he's pacing, and he's moving his feet all up and down. He's just so nervous, and he does this for, I don't know how long, like a minute, two minutes, something like that, and then finally just steps down, like, jumps, but it's, like, the tiniest little bitty jump, and the caption was, this is what overthinking is like. So I think that whenever we are pondering a life purpose or if we're considering making any change that could be kind of drastic with careers or, like I said, starting a business, we can be like that little horse. Our minds can be like that little horse. It's pacing. It's going back and forth, back and forth. But all we need to do is take one little step down to get started. So if that is where you are right now, I hope that this helped you. The meditation that goes along with this will also help if you are trying to transition into a new line of work or career or a job, so be sure to check that out. And next episode will be our last episode focusing on love. We're going to wrap up February with that, and we're going to move on. And just another note, if anybody is wanting to start a business, I actually have a program coming out called the 9 to 5 Dropout Academy. If you go to my website, uh, www.mymbse.com, and you can sign up for an email list, then you will get emailed whenever that's available. So there's going to be some free aspects of it that you can check out as well. Should be coming out super soon. Uh, Like I said, if you're interested, then sign up for the email list at the website, or I'll put my contact information below, and you can just email me directly if you have any questions. All right. I wish you a happy loving day and i'll talk with you next monday thank you for listening to mindful mondays with rachel a mind body and spirit entrepreneur production if you enjoyed today's episode head over to www.mymbse.com for more free resources and trainings don't forget to subscribe rate and give us a review and join us next week for a brand new meditation and reflection